Hello there everyone. I'm sorry about that. I had Hello everyone. Sorry about that. I had internet problems there. So I just couldn't get connected to um Facebook on the desktop for some reason. So I'm so sorry for five minutes late. And so let's get started. Let's start in prayer. Father, we just come before you tonight and we just thank you for this time together around your word and we just thank you for this for the for the ministry here at Vision Church. We just thank you Lord for for the family, the Richardson families for their we just thank you that they had a, a good holiday and a good break and and just hope and pray Lord that they will be refreshed for the next coming weeks in your ministry. We also just pray at this moment, Lord, just for um, for Ron. We just pray, Lord, that um, that you can all have your healing hand upon him, and have the 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 person, the the oncologist person, to just really have give him the wisdom to to heal Ron. And we just also continue and pray pray for him. Um, Irene's father, we just pray, pray for his healing, Lord, and we also pray for Mary and Jim's father in this time. So we just ask you, Lord, just to bless this word and just to really just um, help us focus on these times ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight I want to speak tonight on Speaking the truth in love when truth is compromised. And I'm looking at Psalm 119 verses 
speaking the truth in love when truth is compromised. I choose this because we can all see how rapidly our society is moving away from objective truth. And I want to offer you some encouragement to stand firm in the face of increasing pressure to conform to the world and its wicked ways. Whether we're at school or work or among a group of friends, the pressure to conform to the world's standards is strong and sometimes we feel worn down by it all. But here, the psalmist, he reminds us that, that the word of the Lord is a treasure in which we can find great delight. When we feel exhausted from swimming against the tide, we can open the word of the Lord. It will refresh us like a summer rain on a hot day. It will satisfy our soul and give us the strength, the strength and the encouragement. Have I got no sound? No sound? Someone give me a one or a two if there's no sound. Okay, it's fine. Okay. So, over the past year, we've been seeing the rapid rise of both transgenderism and gender and their gender identity movement. I think it's fair to say it has spread far rapidly, more rapidly than COVID. We are we are bombard, bombarded by every single or by every angle by these things with with popular high street names adding to the confusion with the celebrate of the celebrations of Pride Month of Pride Month which is in totally, totally wicked. So this has left a lot of Christians. It's left us Christians confused about the best way to tackle these things and where we are confronted with them. It's one thing to not attend a pride parade, a pride parade or by boycotting a coffee shop because of its transgender advertising, but it's but it it but it's what it but what about what about what happens when when it gets personal? What if it's someone you're having a one-to-one -one discussion with, or or someone in your family? Firstly, as Christian Christians, we reject the idea of transgenderism because it denies the the distinct identities of a man and a woman who God created as image bearers, as image bearers of himself. In Genesis chapter 1 verses, verse 27 it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created 
he him male and female created he them so our gender is not something we decide but rather it's something that God decided before we were formed in our mother's womb it is an imputable characteristic to and no amount of medications or surgeries can change it when we are when we when we're seen today as we has come about because of the the breakdown in the order of society that God ordained. He created male and female. He created man to be heads of the household and the women to be their helpers. People of equal value with different, different roles. And he created us to, to complement each other. That divine order of male and female under the headship of Christ is something that is scorned and mocked by the average unbeliever. So secondly we secondly we we have to remember we have to remember the the, the, the source of the, the seriousness of lying because that's what that's what it is affirming a man is a woman or vice versa is lying it's not kindness and it's not compassion it's making a mockery it's making a mockery of God ordained order and his perfect design for male and females in John chapter 8 verse 44 says and has here Jesus speaking to the Jewish people around him and he says here you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him and when he speaks a lie he speaks from his own resources and he for he is a liar and the father of it so here the source of lies is Satan he told that first lie to Eve in the Garden of Eden when he tempts Eve saying you will not certainly die and if we lie, if we lie, we are aligning ourselves with the father of lies. Not something any of us wants, but the psalmist says here, I hate and abhor lying. And we should feel the same. We should feel the same way. Today, we live in what is called a post-truth society. Objective truth is no longer valued and instead subjective truth based on emotions 
and feelings is of higher importance. We see, we can see this reflected in our own culture where almost every taboo has been broken, embraced and celebrated. People use the phrase, live your own truth. But there is no such thing as your truth or my truth. There is only God's truth. It is the, the only thing we can be 100% sure. Because as Hebrews 6 verse 18 reminds us, it's impossible for God to lie. So when this truth is compromised, what do we do? Look again at this psalm to see what we can, how we, how we should respond. In verse 165 it says here, Great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. While it's important to treat people with kindness, our first responsibility is to be obedient to the Lord. And therefore, we must not lie. If anyone tells us they, they no longer identify as a male or female, and they want us to call them the opposite, or if they want to use one of these kind of um, myriads of um, other pronouns, we must, we must, we must say gently say, I'm sorry, but I can't do that because it goes against my faith and I would be lying before the God who created us. Speaker Rosara Butterfield initially suggested a speaker, Rosala Butterfield, initially suggested that Christians should be kind and just go along with a, a person's preferred pronoun. At first she thought this kindness might, might open the door to witnessing, but more recently she repented of this teaching and acknowledged that this was lying and it was wrong in the eyes of the Lord. And furthermore, she acknowledged, she acknowledged that people need to hear the truth. If they don't, if they don't, if they don't then, how will they ever, ever believe the gospel, believe the gospel message? As children of God, we need to be honest. We need to be bold. We need to be fearless, but not forgetting the words of, of the Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. It says here, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. The other night there, I watched um, a Ray Comfort video that was broadcast 
on YouTube. It showed a, a great exam a great example of this when of this verse that in Colossians was in this book of Colossians in action. Ray was witnessing to a young man who was wearing makeup and he went by the name Diana. Diana she shared openly about his despair of life and that he was contemplating suicide. Ray was gracious but honest with Diane during the interview but you could see this young man's heart softening as he heard the gospel and at the end Ray asked if he could pray for him and Diana said yes and before Ray asked what is your real name to which Diana replied Carlos and this young man's heart was softened softened by the as he heard the gospel the gospel truth just as it says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths but only such as is good for balding up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear so it's no it's no corrupting talk and there's no lies again we must be like the psalmist who said in verse 163 i hate and abhor lying so the evangelism the evangelism team here at vision church may have experienced things like this already when they go about Rutherglen Whitson to the local people. Not every encounter will have the kind of outcome outcome that um, Ray had. In fact, it's more likely it will be more hostile, more hostile towards us for not affirming, for not affirming their delusion. So we must be bold and we must be honest. It's wonderful to come to church and meet together with other brothers and sisters in Christ who are like-minded. But we all live in a fallen world and, and we are likely to face increasing challenges as the, the world moves deeper and deeper into depravity. Don't be tempted to compromise the truth of God's word in order to appear kind or to fit in with the crowd. Stay rooted in God's word. Stay faithful to him until the very end. And let's finish this devotional by looking again at the last two verses of this reading. My soul keeps your testimonies and I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and your testimonies for all my ways are before you.
So thank you for tonight. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry for being so late. The internet was, um, I was just totally off on the desktop where I usually preach. And I'm going, no. So thanks for waiting. Okay. And hopefully see you on Sunday. Everybody will be nice and refreshed after a holiday. Okay, good night and take care.